City Boy Rock Podcast. You are listening to episode 52. I'm one of your hosts, Vincent Trim. I'm your other host, Straight to Car. And your third host is back after a long time, Kenny Yokopo. And we got a lot of things to talk about, man. Everybody saw what happened yesterday. NFC Championship game, AFC Championship game. We're going to be breaking down what went wrong for the, Ch- or the Bills and the Packers and what went right for the Buccaneers and the Kansas City Chiefs. And we're going to talk about what it means for the legacies of all the quarterbacks that played yesterday. And uh, we're going to give you guys our thoughts on the NBA season and what's been going on the past week in the NBA. Yes, sir. And as you guys uh, can tell, it's been a year since the City Boy Rock podcast has started. So, you know, thank you guys for listening every week. Um, we love doing this and can't wait to uh, talk about these games. See you. Thank you, guys. Peace. What is going on, Shrey and Kenny? How are you guys doing today? Uh, can't say I'm doing the best. Hey, but... Yeah, Kenny is back on the show after a, a long hiatus. Uh, how, Kenny, how's it feel to be back, man? Feel good. Can't, can't wait to talk to y'all about my, you know, my opinions on who the goat is. Can't wait for that. Can't wait yes. to trash Rogers. As, as, as you guys feel good. As you guys can see, Kenny's t- talking to uh, talking through a t- potato. So, uh. <laughs> yeah, bear with us. Um, a lot of things happened over the weekend. We have Conor McGregor getting his getting his ass handed to him, bro. He he, uh, I think he should retire and never come back ever again. That happened, uh, but on Sunday, you know, two big games occurred. A lot of legacies on the line, and Aaron Rodgers came out and folded once again. One and four in NFC Championship games, just. Another abysmal, just all around. It, he was he wasn't bad, but it, it just when you need plays that when he needs to make plays, he just can't make them in big moments. And that's exactly what happened yesterday. Mm-hmm. Tampa Bay takes an early lead. They're up twenty eight ten early in the third. Packers oh, low, start coming back. Low key start coming back, creeping back up. Brady throws three interceptions in the second half, and Aaron Rodgers can get he musters six points out of those three interceptions, and that's ultimately the ball game. Um, there were some bad calls. I will give Rodgers the benefit of the doubt, you know, even though I, I never do. Uh, they should have they went for it on that fourth down. I don't know why they didn't, but Aaron Rodgers should have ran it. So, um, Shrey, I'm going to start with you, man. What happened with your man? What happened to your man, Aaron Rodgers, the baddest man on the planet? And why is he a fraud, bro? Why is he a fraud? Oh, wow, you guys are you guys are calling him a fraud now. Okay, I see. But I... I, I'm going to have to put a lot of the blame on Rodgers for yesterday's game. I know there were a lot of bad calls, um, that, especially that pass interference, um, and obviously not going for it on that fourth and goal from the eight was pretty questionable, but there were plays to be had, and he just did not make them. Um, the red zone offense, the best in the league throughout the entire year, and – he was four of eleven inside the red zone, or four eleven, four of eleven in the fourth, and two of seven inside the red zone. He was just forcing it to Devonte. Um, I feel like he had a couple of other looks. He could have ran it, obviously, on that third down, um, and he did. Um, he missed Lazard, um, I think, twice. So it was mm. just, it was just not an efficient game for Rodgers. The stats might tell you he had a great game, but I didn't think it was one of his better performances. Um, a lot of it came in the first half and when they were down 28 to 10. Um, but yeah, I just, I just, I thought that this was the year, this was his revenge year. Um, he played a great regular season. He played a great divisional playoff game, but I don't know what it is about this NFC championship that he cannot get by after that 2011 Super Bowl. Um, I thought this was the year they finally had that home game. Um, but they just couldn't make the plays when he when they needed him to make it. Um, the defense was balling out in that fourth quarter, forced two interceptions, three interceptions in the second half, um, and he only capitalized for six points. And Brady um, got them fourteen points off the Packers' turnovers. So that was the difference of of the game. Nothing about that missed call. Um, there were a lot of opportunities for the Packers and Aaron Rodgers to um, put seven on the board and 
tie it or I don't know, make something out of nothing. But yeah, that's my take on yesterday's game. <sighs> I'd hey, say I'm rather ahead. objective in my critique yeah, of Rodgers. Yeah, I, I would give you that. I'll give you that. Uh, I'd say, yeah, when I watched, Rogers folded. He folded. He should have ran that. He should have ran for that touchdown. I thought I would. I would have. I would have ran. Um, but yeah, three three straight interceptions, three straight drives, right? And mm-hmm. three straight, yeah, three straight interceptions. Come on, bro. That's that's supposed to be the most skilled quarterback of all time, right, Shrey? That's supposed to be the best quarterback in the league right now, right, Shrey? I did not say he was the best quarterback in the league. He said, right, Shrey? <laughs> I did not. I I did not say he was the best quarterback in the league. All I saw was an all-time fold and a legacy that's been hurt. That's what I saw in that game. Provided, provided the rest of the team didn't play the best, you know. Um, Kevin King. Yeah, that also hurt a lot. Kevin King's uh, P.I. when he pulled the jersey. Mm-hmm. And when he got beat by Scotty Miller and when he got beat by Mike Evans for a touchdown. Kevin King chose the worst day to have the worst game of his career. That's all yep. I'll say about that. And he got dragged by Leonard Fournette on that touchdown. So just not a great game from him at all. But My thoughts on this – go ahead, go ahead. Say, when Vincent said that Rodgers um, – doesn't make the plays in the big moments. I don't like Rodgers. We know that. But he does make the play in the regular season. When it comes down to the playoffs, those plays aren't going to happen. But in the, in the regular season, he makes those plays. So we're not going to talk about two Hail Marys against the Cardinals. Two, and what are the results of this? Back fourth and 20, backed up in his own end zone. And what, On fourth and 20, what, completes what, a 55-yard Hail Mary bro. to Jeff Janis. What and the results of this? How many rings does he have in a third? 12 year career. One. Listen, man, all, all Rogers fans, like, it's very interesting, you know, because all Rogers fans, like, they always have excuses for this man. Like, you know, it was. Did, I, did, I, did it, I have any excuses? For no, you? I'm not talking about, I'm not talking about just yesterday. I'm talking about in general, overall. Every time we talk about a loss, it's always, you know, the defense, all the coaches are to blame. I've, I swear, mm-hmm. I've never heard a Rogers fan say, oh, yeah, Rogers threw that game, besides straight today. I think it's today's the first day where we had some Rodgers fans coming out and say, yeah, that was all on Rodgers. But, and then you got other fans saying, oh, LaFleur, you know, he shouldn't have gone. Bro, you guys complain about Mike McCarthy being too conservative. Now you get a young, uh, energetic new coach, Matt LaFleur, and now he throws the game. So what, what does Rodgers need, man? This man needs everything to be perfect for him, and he still can't win the, be- the big games. Matt LaFleur had the best coaching year probably in, Pac- in the recent Packers history. I mean, I mean, you had Mike McCarthy. Listen, Mike McCarthy – is the only coach to get Aaron Rodgers to the Super Bowl. Well, even though he had two coaches. So far, Mike McCarthy has more success. So I don't know what Packer fans or Rodgers fans want. Um, it's It's got to be on Rodgers, man. You got to give him some of the blame. It's, this is uh, f- one in four in NFC Championship games. You can't be a top five quarterback all time and tell him yourself and do this, bro. You can't. Um, just three straight income interceptions. You muster six points out of that. Six points, that's and that's, that's the thing. You know, you Kevin King got blown. Him. Yeah. It, it also, just... EQ can't drop that in the end zone. Okay, yeah, you can't drop that two-point conversion. On that two-point conversion, because that, that changes a lot. That would have made it a three-point game. Yeah, um, but the defense did lock up in the second half, and I you know, like, everything was on the table for Rodgers right there. That last drive was all for him to score a touchdown, and there's no excuse that you can't score a touchdown right there. Um, you know, that he could like should he have ran it, who knows? You know, the field goal I don't agree with. Um, you know, I don't know why you would just trust your defense to hold the goat under ten yards. He has three plays to get ten yards. Like that's the dumbest thing I ever heard. In my e- life. Either way you have to stop the ten yards. So might as well just might as well just go for it. Yeah, either yeah. way you're gonna have to score a touchdown or drive down. That was a so but I mean that's just one part of the game. They were still down. So, like, that's why I'm saying you can't really blame LeFleur for that loss because they had other chances to take the lead. Like, it's all good. It was, you know, he two after two of the uh, interceptions, I think he went three and out both those drives after the last two. It was just, like, yeah. it's just hard to, to watch, man, sometimes. You're just, like, you're expecting so much out of Rodgers because if it was the regular season, there's no doubt in my mind Packers win that game. I don't know what it is. He, like, tenses up. Um, the whole team. 
the whole team. Once they get punched in the mouth early, they just tense up and they play you, a completely different you, style of football. You can tell. You can tell. As, as soon as I saw the first half when JPP got two sacks, I was just like, okay, this is not good because the as soon as you get a pass rush on the uh, on the Packers, they just start unraveling, and we saw that yesterday. Yeah, because that's what happened in the first matchup. They got the the pass rush got to him, and it just threw off the whole offense. They were stuck in a lot of second and nine, second and eight, running it up the middle instead of running it outside, which they were having more success with. Um, just lots of late down and distance, and he couldn't get it done on third down. Brady was getting it done throughout the whole game on third down. Yep. Um, I think they were like, what, five of the six, seven of nine at one point? So Yeah, the, dude, the first half, Brady, every, he was getting the first and second down. They were getting stuffed. And third and nine, third and ten, he would always just make a big, a big play to, to keep the drive going. And I got to give Brady credit for that. Um, but for – Yes, that one throw to Godwin. That was a great uh, heads-up mm-hmm. play after after a huge drop by Godwin. He comes back and makes like a thirty-yard like bobbling catch. Great for him. The the um, Aaron Rodgers though, he's gonna be happy with this MVP. You know what? He can add to his little resume. But they're gonna have two better quarterbacks playing the Super Bowl, two more deserving quarterbacks. And uh, let's get into that right now. Tom Brady is headed to his tenth Super Bowl. Yeah, that you heard me. Ten. That's double digits. Um, this guy is like, I don't know what to say about him, man. He's the GOAT. There's nothing There's nothing else for me to say. Even if he doesn't win, the fact that he got to the Super Bowl at age 43 is just going to be something that you're going to write in the history books forever because Tom Brady is not human, man. This guy ages like fine wine. He gets better as he gets older. It's actually kind of crazy to see. I've, I don't think we'll ever see anybody like Tom Brady ever again. Um, <clears throat> like, <clears throat> stop it. So, do you think? Okay, forty-three years old. He is forty-three, taking the the same team that's seven and nine to the Super Bowl. Yeah, I think Mahomes could do that eventually. That is fifteen years in the future, man. We as we okay, maybe we don't see for another fifteen years, but I think for now, forty-three years old, he's taking the Suckaneers, man. The team that had that went seven and nine last year. The team the that had, has the worst overall winning percentage in pro sports since their um, creation. Okay, but like, James Winston just sucked. Like, they, I feel like you can put any good quarterback on that team last year and they'd be nice. I thought James Winston was good. I, we all, we already, we already went over this. I changed my mind. You already. Been- He's taking Bruce Arians to the Super. We know Bruce Arians has his faults, man. He's getting Bruce Arians to the Super Bowl. He and now I'm thinking he carried Belichick to the last three Super Bowls in the Patriots, man. Because the way he's playing, look look what Belichick did without it. it Brady is. Aaron literally said he lets Brady coach, so I mean, that's very impressive on Brady's. Side. I think the the thing that makes Brady so impressive is his physical attributes are not the best. Like we all know that. It's it's the determination. It's his drive. It's his mental capacity. This guy is just, like, the smartest guy on the field. He knows it, too. He's going to destroy you. You know, you, you think you have him. He does a little sidestep, throws it down the field, 30 yards. Like, this guy is just – he's he's just something – he's different, man. And um, I got to give him credit. And I think me and Shrey have been saying it for a long time. If he wins on Sunday, two weeks from now, he is – we're going to be on this podcast, and there's not going to be a single debate anymore. He will be the GOAT. Um, there won't be a competition. Mahomes can ring te- can win ten rings, but that one loss to Brady is going to haunt him forever, man. Yep. So that's yep. all I got to say. Exactly. Because if he wins this year, he would be going through with a new team, no training camp, no preseason, just thrown to the wolves. Started with the Saints, did not go well, and then they had that three game losing streak. Uh, in the middle of the season, everyone was like, oh, is Brady done? Oh, is there some strife between him and Bruce Arians? And they rattle off seven straight wins, going as a fifth seed, beat three teams on the road, and beat Aaron Rodgers in Lambeau Field. And then he would be beating Mahomes, the back, or the reigning Super Bowl MVP, reigning Super Bowl champs, in the Super Bowl, I don't think there's 
anything that can touch Brady if that happens. Like, it's already – the gap is already so huge. He would just be extending it. I don't think anyone be, would be able to catch up to that. Don't bet against Mahomes. But, yeah, I hate Brady, but I have to say – I have to say, if he didn't play for the Patriots, I may have been a fan of him. I do, I do appreciate his work ethic. I do appreciate that. He's a hard worker. Mm-hmm. And you did call him the GOAT yesterday. We're not talking about the game. We're not talking about that. I said that's not going to repeat it ever again. But yeah. Just, if, Kenny, what? Patriots. Didn't beat if, if, if he beats Mahomes in the Super Bowl, will you, for like, just will you 1000% solidify him as the GOAT? Undisputed GOAT. Yes. Dang. There's will you a lot get on? Line. Will you get on your knees? No, the f- <laughs> no, <laughs> no. But I still think. All right, we y'all say 10, 10 rings from Mahomes. That dude, if he has, if he has ten rings, he's the goat, bro. Like even if that one loss, Brady, bro. Okay, he's still the goat. That's the goat, bro. Ten, ten wins. That's harder. Ten rings. All right, yeah, okay. Ten rings. I don't think that's gonna happen. I don't think that's gonna happen. But if he does get ten rings, then yeah. There's no, there's no debate, uh, debate, bro. But I think if he has ends up with six or seven, and yes, okay, Brady will be the go because of this one loss. I think it will be because listen, man, everything is against Brady. In this, I mean, his age. He's forty three. Mahomes is, is just entering his prime at twenty five. And there's like, I mean, this, the odds are stacked against Brady. They're underdogs this game. If he can somehow pull off a victory, it's going to be one of the most storybook endings to any career. But he actually, Brady still has a few years left. So who knows? Maybe he can muster out another ring after this. It's a storybook uh, ending, but too bad it's just not going to happen because don't bet against, don't bet against <laughs> Mahomes. I, I no, honestly don't, don't, don't get against, Don't bet against Brady. That was a thing too. So it's going to be tough. Dude, these two quarterbacks, we've never seen anything like this in the history of the NFL. I mean, I'm telling you right now, this is literally LeBron versus Michael Jordan. Um, something that, like, you, you can't make this stuff up, man. This is a storybook ending, and we're fun- we got to treat. After a hard 2020 year, 2021 is going to bless us with one of the best Super Bowls we'll ever see, man. Yes, sir. I bet Brady, I bet Brady um, goes in the game. We hope, it li- we hope it lives up to the hype. We really do. Uh, you know, the, la- the last time Brady was in the Super Bowl was 13-3, so I just pray that doesn't happen. <laughs> yeah. um, the, the next thing we got to talk about is Mahomes, though, his legacy. Now he's entering his second Super Bowl appearance. Back-to-back is on the line here. Guys, if Mahomes wins the Super Bowl here, what does that do for his legacy? Man? I would say top 10 all time. He wins it back-to-back, Super Bowl MVP. I say Thompson all the time. Better than goes ahead of Rogers with this win. Um, I don't think I would say he's ahead of Rogers right now. To be honest. Uh, oh really? Yeah, yeah. He, he has all the accolades besides the MVPs and stuff. But I mean, the postseason accolades he's he has more than Rogers. Let's be honest. He does. He actually does. I'll put, I'll put him past Rogers if he wins. That's two Super Bowls. You know how I'm, how I am about winning. One against Brady too. Yeah. Uh, I will give Mahomes this. I will say this. If he wins a ring here against um, Tom Brady in Tampa Bay, he's going to be like top seven. He's going to go catapult above. um, He's going to be above Steve Young. He'll be above Drew Brees in my books. He'll be above Aaron Rodgers. And he'll just be below uh, Payne Manning, bro. I think if he wins here, we'll put him right below Payne I'll put him in the like top five threshold, bro. Because if he wins back to back, yeah, I agree with that. He's there. Yeah, it's just gonna be because the last quarterback who did that was Brady. So in 03 and 04. So yeah, going back to back as a quarter in the NFL is nearly it's one of the hardest things to do. Um, so we will see what happens with that because there's a lot on the line in the Super Bowl. I think this is the most narrative driven Super Bowl we had in such a long time, bro. Because last year coming into it, it was the Chiefs, yeah, which was the narrative, but I mean, it was the up and coming 49ers, which just, you know, we saw what happened with them. Like, there's nothing surrounding this team, and it's going to be a, a great Super Bowl. Yeah. Um, let's talk about the Chiefs game in general. Oh, wait, go ahead, Trey. No, no, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, so, we saw what the Chiefs did yesterday. 
And me and Trey have been talking about this. I, it's just too easy for the Chiefs. I don't see a team that can stop them. Uh, I don't think Tampa Bay will stop them either. I think Chiefs will roll Tampa Bay. Not roll, but it will be, it'll be um, a bit of a gap. They were down 9-0 and erased it like it was nothing. I've never seen that in my life. It was just way too easy. They scored 21 points in a blink of an eye. And this was without the Bills turning it over or any mistakes. They just dropped points on you like it's nothing. Uh, Kenny, Shrey, is there any team that could stop this KC offense? Man? I do not think so. Uh, like, watching that game, I was just like, wow. Mahomes really just doesn't make mistakes like that, bro. He would just be dicing the defense up like a surgeon or something like that, bro. It, you got to stop Tyreek Hill. You got to stop Travis Kelsey. Yeah, Nico Hardman bouncing back after that muff punt, making plays. It's it's just hard. You can't do it. Yeah, I thought that was one of the most casual, greatest performances in a championship game I've ever seen. It was just too easy. Um, Tyreek and Travis Kelsey seemed like they were always open. The Bills had no answer. He was literally doing whatever he wanted. Um, great protection. Um, even though his line was kind of hurt, Eric Fisher, I think he's about to be out for the season. He, I think he tore his Achilles yesterday. Yep. He won't have Mitchell Schwartz. So uh, if JPP and uh, Shaq Barrett can get to him, it could make things interesting. But I still can't see um, the Chiefs losing um, as of right now. The way they've been playing these last two games, when before Mahomes got hurt in the Browns game and – Yesterday, that was just – the game was over. Um, they the, the Bills got that lucky little um, muff punt, and then the Chiefs just rattled off three straight touchdowns. It was way too easy. I don't – like, I just don't know how you can guard them. They're just they're, – they're a track team. Yeah, it's too much, man. And they have the – in my opinion, the greatest tight end of all time, Travis Kelsey. Yeah, I think just he's top Beating up the entire right middle of the field, man. The entire middle of the field is always open. I don't know how he gets open. He's like the biggest there on the field, biggest guy, and he's not like the fastest guy. I don't know how you guard this guy. He's he just he's smooth, bro. He just the way he like just gets out of his breaks and how he just moves right after the catch is just too yeah. smooth. You can't get like him on a the second ground. and seven. If it's a second and seven, you know they're gonna throw Kelsey on the curl route, and he's always open, bro. I don't know why he does it. <laughs> It's because they're scared of Tyreek, bro. They're scared of Tyreek. They're scared of the Hardman. They're scared of that deep ball. So they just play back, and then they get those easy six yards whenever they want it. The way this the city team was yeah. built, it's just everything's taken care of, bro. On the yeah, it's there's nothing to worry about. Um, I, like I, I just don't, I honestly think this might be the best offensive the offensive team we've ever seen in the history of football. The only team that can the only team that can beat the Chiefs is the Chiefs. If they decided to go lax a days ago and just slow down, that's how they lose leads and and um, give up some few points. But like when they're locked in and laser focused, you're not beating this team. There's not a chance. And that defense, uh, bro. That defense is defense stepped falling, up huge. Mm. They just. Like just like last year, just like last year, man. They just they just straight up just went man to man press up, and the Bills receivers could not get open. Like Josh Allen was just standing there. He at times he had so much time, but he he just ha- could couldn't find anyone open. And then eventually, he'd just take a 15, 16 yard sack. I don't know why, but it was just suffocating <laughs> defense. Um, but the we Bills get frustrated too. Man. Yeah, they were yeah, getting so frustrated. frustrated at the end. Um, but that's just a young team. Um, they weren't ready for the moment. Um, they'll be back next year. I think they'll be better. Josh Allen said he's going to remember that, and they're going to be back next year. Stephon Diggs, he was the only player who stayed on the field during the celebration. I think he just wanted to soak it in and just be like, I want to be there next year. I want to be going to the Super Bowl. Um, so I think they're going to be ready. They're, I think they're going to have to make some improvements on the defensive end, get a pass rush, uh, just like a blue-chip pass rusher because they do have some guys, but they don't have that one guy who you have to send double teams at or chip. Um, it's more of a group effort. And I think they just need to improve that secondary a little more, um, the corners. Um, besides Tredavious White, I, think, I don't think Josh Norman is the answer as you're – number two corner um and Tremaine Edmonds has just got to be better um he was getting t- 
toasted in coverage this year. Uh, the Bills allowed the most receptions to tight ends, and we saw why that was an issue yesterday. They could not guard t- Travis Kelsey. So I think they'll be back. They'll be better next year. But I, I just don't know, barring injury, if um, the Chiefs are going to get stopped anytime soon. Mm. Um, and with that, that's going to wrap up our show – or not our show. This is going to wrap up our NFL section of the show. Uh, next week, we'll give you guys our predictions. We'll have a lot more guests on to tell you guys what they think is going to go down in the Super Bowl. But now we're going to head over to NBA and talk about some uh, some teams. So we got the Brooklyn Nets who made that huge trade. They looked great in their first two games. Um, but, uh, yeah, the, the two games after that, they weren't looking too hot. They finally got a win against the, the Heat the other night. Kenny, what are your thoughts on how Kyrie Irving is meshing with this or Harden is meshing in with the, the Nets? They're fine meshing. Chemistry wise, I don't think that's the problem with them. I think the problem is more towards their defense. Okay, they cannot guard anything, bro. Anything in the paint. Any they need to make a trade for someone big. Cause you know, Jordan's not a starting caliber center anymore. But in terms of the messing, yeah, Kyrie Harden, uh Katie, they're fitting well. One thing I would say is sometimes Harden gets like ultra passive. You can't be doing that too much. But that's all time. But it'll be fine, I think. They can get some upgrade over the Andre. Maybe because someone's taking double the amount of shots he does. Right. I, I think, yo, I, when I see Kyrie, well, Harden and KD were working very well together when I was watching. Um, they went 2 0 in those games. And then against the Cavs, I think with KD there, I think Harden just like decided to take himself, to himself out of the equation. He decided to become a pure passer. Um, I don't know why Harden does that. He got to take more shots, man. Especially like, if you're gonna play point guard, man, bro, like Harden, you're unstoppable. Bro. You could cook anybody, especially on the Cavs. You don't need to worry about, you know, passing it out because you're gonna get past anybody, bro. You're the smoothest player on the floor. You don't get to the basket no matter what. You're gonna get fouled, or you're gonna, or you're gonna make a layup. It's simple as that. Harden just needs to be more aggressive. Yeah. Um, Kyrie, it it it's very. I don't know the dynamic between Kyrie and Harden. It is very difficult to see. Because uh, they're both ball dominant guards, so they both need the ball in their hands. Mm-hmm. I don't know. If, I don't know if Harden will sacrifice and become a spot up shooter. That's just not his game, or that's not Kyrie's it, game. He, just, so we'll he hasn't happens. done that for so long either. So yeah, it, I, think, I, I think it works. I mean, Harden can get his shot, but he just choosing the pass. Because like Joe Harris also shoots a lot more than him now too. So like, it's not just because Kyrie taking double the amount of shots, but I feel like he's just over time. They're going to figure out a way to play this together. It'll be fine. It'll be straight, bro. I'm telling you. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this defense is an issue, though. Um, I'm going to read you the stats of some big men they've played since this trade has happened. Uh, so, in the Cavs' loss that with uh, without KD, Larry Nance, 15 and 10. Andre Drummond, 19 and 16. Jared Allen, 19 and 6. That's all in one game. From three big Jared Allen re- revenge game, revenge game, <laughs> and then obviously we saw on Saturday Bam just was getting whatever he wanted the whole game. He had forty-one and nine. Um, Giannis had a great game against them. Uh, Colin Sexton cooked them, so I think they're gonna have to figure out this defensive end. Uh, DeAndre Jordan's just not it. You can't expect him to be playing thirty-plus minutes um, on like when it actually matters because. He's just not built for that anymore. He doesn't have the athleticism. Um, and he his game has always been predicated on athleticism. He was always a high flyer, getting a lot of blocks, rebounds. But I just don't think he has it anymore in him. So the defense is going to be a huge issue. I think the offense, eventually they'll figure it out. They're three amazing players. KD, we know he can play with stars. Um, it's just a matter of getting that balance and meshing. With Kyrie and Harden, I think eventually they'll figure it out. Because um, Harden, like, he he has, like, a newfound ideal, I guess. He doesn't really care about being that number one option. He doesn't care about being that ball-dominant star that he was in Houston. So it's just going to take some adjusting because he hasn't been in that position in a long time. So I think they'll be fine. Um, it's just a matter of defense. I don't know how they're going to guard Embiid. I don't know how they're going to guard AD. Uh, when they need to. So if they can show up that end, I think they're going to be in the finals for sure. And who knows from there. 
Yeah, it's going to be a problem if they ever end up playing Anthony Davis because he's going to eat in that paint, bro. There is nobody who's going to stop yeah, him. Yeah, because Bam was just um, – it was literally just barbecue chicken on whoever was guarding him. Even DeAndre had no answer. Then they were putting Jeff Green on him. Just you, There's no way you're stopping elite big men with Jeff Green. Yeah, I think Kenny said there was a trade – or he, he said imagine – I think it was Kevin Love – or somebody, he said it's some big. I, it's okay, a, who would you say? Javale. Oh, Javale. I feel like Javale would be not. I feel, but you just can't play Javale thirty plus minutes either, man. Like I don't think you can't even play him. You can't like you. He physically can't. Like you can find a way to get Javale McGee without giving up Jordan, and then kind of split their time. I think that will help a lot, but I don't see them. I don't know. Yeah, I honestly think that that um, losing. Losing uh, Jared Allen hurt more than losing Karis LeVert because LeVert you can substitute by Harden. I mean that's that's basically Harden's gonna give you more buckets. It's just that big man is important, bro. Especially when you're versing so many elite dudes now, it's just gonna be uh, it's gonna be tough, man. Next game tonight they got Bam Adebayo again. I don't I don't know what Bam's gonna do, but then the game after that they got John Collins. Oh, and so Clint Capella, be Clint Capella's been Clint, balling. Oh, Clint, so. Clint Capella's gonna be yeah, he's gonna be balling. They do get a break against the Wizards, though, who have no big men at all who's going to do anything. So they don't need to worry about that. <laughs> they got a game against the Clippers next week. That's about to be uh, that's about to be interesting. On February 2nd, they got a yeah, game very against the Clippers. Intriguing. And then, they, very then that Saturday, they have a game against the Sixers. So, um, they, have, they, didn't get, they, have, they didn't get tested. Yeah, they're gonna, they have a few tests coming up. So we're going to see how uh, that trio will work against good teams. Yeah, so uh, yeah, moving on from that, we're going to talk about some other teams in the Western Conference, starting off with the Clippers, who are silently on a seven-game win streak in the number one seed in the West. Who would have thought, man? Who would have thought, man, the Clippers, everybody was like, the la- the Clippers, they're balling out this year. I don't know if it's because nobody's talking about them and they're actually playing together as a unit, but they've been balling out. PG's playing excellent basketball this year. The Clippers, I literally have not watched a single game. I'm not even going to lie. They, they bore me now. Um, but they've been balling out. So, Shrey, how worried are you for the Clippers this year? Um, I'm not that worried. Um, they're still the basement boys. Um, we we still need to see this Paul George in the playoffs. We haven't seen this Paul George in the playoffs since 2013, 2014. So, I'm not going to be worried until I start seeing Paul George do this in the playoffs. Uh they do look good, though. I think they're going to be better than last year for sure. Um, the I chemistry think, yeah, is the just chem- there. This the year. chemistry is there. I think um, I just they're not playing Lou Will as much, which I think helps. Um, he has not been good since the bu- or since before the bubble, and they've been, he's not been playing that many minutes. I think he he kind of just is a liability on defense and. When he's not scoring, he really isn't doing much for you, and he doesn't have that pick-and-roll partner anymore in Montrezl Harrell, which I think has affected his effectiveness when he's been in the game. So, um, yeah, I think Batum also was a pretty good addition. Yeah. I thought he was I didn't lost. think it would be, man. I did not think it would be. But he, he's, nah, he's he knows good, his role. bro. Yeah, he's good. He knows his role. Like, he obviously he's not a five-year max deal guy like he was paid to be in – uh, Charlotte, but he is a good role player. He's a smart dude, and he plays good defense. I he he always has his hands in the passing lanes, and uh, he blocks some shots too. So uh, I think he that was a good fits that to do it all. Well. I think, he, yeah, he does. He literally does everything. So yeah. yeah, that was a good pickup for them. So I think they'll be better, but I'm not worried because the Lakers are better than they were last year. Yeah, he's a uh, Nick. Nick Batum is is exactly what the Clippers needed. They don't need you know. They needed somebody who fit their culture for sure. Because Nick Batum is not going to talk. He's just going to go there, uh, do his job, mm-hmm. hit threes, get steals. I mean, this guy, he's averaging 1.3 steals a game. He's just – he's like a utility player. He's a Swiss Army knife. Man. Exactly. He, he'll do anything. And he, he can, like, be, like, a secondary or tertiary ball handler too. Like, he's pretty good. The Clippers – And the, yeah. the Clippers, I think, that they were a better team than the Lakers last year. But – like I said, I've been saying it because all those low-managing nights they took, that's what affected them. And they're not having that this year, and they look good. That's what it was. That's what I think it was. Yeah. 
the West is starting to become a three-headed monster. It's literally just three teams right now. The Clippers, the Lakers, who we both expected to be there, and then now the Utah Jazz, who Dylan, who was on the show earlier, he did predict the Jazz to be yeah. a three-seed, so I got to give him credit for that. I, yeah. did not expect the, I, I didn't expect the Jazz to be this good, man. Like, they are just balling out. I thought uh, Donovan Mitchell and Rudy Gobert had chemistry issues. No, they don't. They look they're playing beautiful basketball. Um, they're just like coasting, man. They're like beating everybody and they're blowing these teams out. They're looking like yeah, Denver last year. This is like this young core is, is young, looking really they have good. Vets, so they have a lot of vets, too. Oh, yeah, I they have a lot of vets. It's just a perfectly built team for. Yeah. And Jordan Clarkson is taking do. a step up, man. He's going to be sixth man of the year, I think, Jordan Clarkson. Yeah. He's been balling out this year. He he's not taking stupid shots anymore. Well, he has like the occasional one or two stupid shots, but he's playing much smarter basketball this year than he was last year. They also do have a lot. They have, they just have better depth this year. Uh, I think they struggled last year when Gobert was not on the court. They didn't really have a solid backup big man, but now they have Derek Favors back, who has been there for a long time, and he knows Quinn Snyder Quinn Snyder's system. So I think that was a really like underrated pickup for them. And then obviously Boyan coming back from that wrist surgery. He does have his off games, but I think he did have that surgery on his shooting hand. So it's going to take him a little to be back to what he was before because he was averaging 20 plus. So that gives you the opportunity to have Joe Ingles come off the bench, who is consistent. He's a good role player, plays good defense. And um, he's always guarded like the best players in the playoffs. He guarded Paul George, got into it with him a little um, that one year. So I think they're they're gonna they're probably gonna stick at this third seed. So props to Dylan for that. I did not expect this at all. <laughs> yeah, um, and one team who's trending the wrong way. Oh, me and Stray, listen, man. I, I I don't know where to begin with this team. Even last week we were ranting about them, but this it's just bad. It's the Pelicans, man. They are. Awful. Uh, they're they just lost to the Timberwolves the other night. They suck. They suck. I don't know what else to say about them. They're horrible. They have nothing going for them. There's not a single bright spot this year. Like last year, it was all potential, right? This year, it's like okay, they're what are they? They're running with their their heads cut off half the time. They don't know what they're doing on defense or offense. Nothing is like there's no game plan. The rotation's awful. It's Zion or nothing, or Ang- or Ingram or nothing. And this team is just making too many mistakes, man. They're averaging like 20 turnovers a game, I swear. It's just – they're awful. They're terrible. Um, blow the entire thing up. I don't want to see this anymore. Get everybody out of New Orleans immediately. They're wasting their careers. They have Zion, they have Ingram, and they're wasting that, bro. They have no – they're shooting. They have no shooting, bro. It, it, like you said. Yeah, they have nothing. J.J. Redick is washed, man. Fun, fun fact right here. Lonzo Ball has the most attempted yeah, threes on the team right now. Lonzo, the one who's shooting 29% from three. Oh, my God. This team is horrible, bro. Like you said, not Ingram. Yeah. Oh, myself. It's bad. It's bad. They just have long stretches of where they just look like they forgot how to play with each other. Like, it's so bad. It's, like, and we're hard about, to watch. We're talking about a core. We're talking about a core of Josh Hart, Lonzo, and Ingram, who played together for their pretty much their entire career because – Ever since the Laker days, they they've been playing for like four or five years straight now, and it still seems like they just don't know how to play with each other. But I don't I don't understand it. It and makes no sense. Man. Adams has taken a step back too from what he was at the beginning of the yeah. season. It just has not looked good at all. It's it's embarrassing to watch because you just think they have so much talent, Even, but you just can't Mikhail, play together. Uh, Alexander Walker, who I think he'll be like a new world kind of player eventually. But right now, it's just – He just has games where he's just, like, yeah. doing too much. He's, he, he's young. He's very inconsistent. But I think he does have talent. Um, but Eric they, Bledsoe, they, talk, t- touch on Eric Bledsoe. <laughs> don't even get me started on this dude, bruh. Don't even get me started on this If they had Drew on this team, I guarantee they'd be nice. But – yeah, exactly. Like, I don't understand. They'll be at least 500, man. Like, Jesus. what are you trading all garbage. these uh, for all these picks where you're not going to do anything with them? You have never done anything with them. So, what? Like, I just don't understand what the reasoning was to trade Drew Holiday. It's not like he was hurting your team. Um, I think 
he's a great defender. He's one of the best defenders in the league. And they just decided to trade him for basically Bledsoe and get Adams. But I think the drop-off between Bledsoe and uh, Drew is just so much that the Adams Adams addition doesn't really do much, you know? It was just kind of a lateral move, you know? It's just like dude, I don't. I think David Griffin just overthinks sometimes, and he thinks that he's smarter than he actually is. Dude, you have Drew Holiday. Stick to him, man. Stay him for another year. Let him mesh with Zion, and let let them just run it back. The last year wasn't a bad year. You guys were in the play-in games. Mm-hmm. This year, it seems like they've regressed with a whole. Like it doesn't make sense. We got Zion and Brandon Ingram, who are getting better, and the team itself is just regressing. Mm-hmm. I don't understand it. David Griffin needs to fix his team immediately, or he's out the door too, man. They got to trade for something. Man. I don't know what's going on with this team. Those rotations. Stan, yeah. Stan is not the answer. I just don't, they need a young coach. Yeah, exactly. I just don't know how you can get a guy like that who is going to translate his whatever his philosophy is to a bunch of young guys. I feel like he's a better coach for a veteran team. Another another lateral move, like you said, um, you can't go from Alvin Gentry and then go to Stan Van Gundy. It's like literally the same exact coach. Like it's just you're not getting any spark out of these players, man. Like these players aren't gonna get motivated by Stan Van Gundy, bro. You gotta get should have went out the way to get um, uh, what's his name from Chicago now. What Billy Donovan? About Billy Donovan. I thought they should have went out their way and got try to get Billy Donovan, who we've seen coach a young core to the playoffs. So I mean, I don't know. This is a uh, very interesting to see. I think somebody's gonna get traded soon. Mm-hmm. Like last year, they were like top five in pace, and now, and that was obviously because of the system. Alvin Gentry, a disciple of Mike D'Antoni, seven seconds or less, and but they couldn't play defense. This year, they're like twenty sixth in pace, and they still can't play defense. So, and Stan's supposed to be a defensive coach, so I just don't know what you're getting from here, from him. Yeah. It's concerning, man. It is concerning. I think the Pelicans are 1,000% missing the playoffs now, especially the way yeah. they're playing right now. Uh, yeah. you know what? Back to the drawing board. I think it's. I think either Lonzo's going to get traded. Um, and somebody's going to get traded. I don't know who it is. Get, get, be, get Bledsoe yeah. out of there, dog. Like, this dude thinks he's Steph Curry, just pulls up off a handoff for a, for a three. Like, you're not Steph. You can't shoot, bro. You cannot shoot. Stop shooting those. Yeah, and and that play that they have at the top of the screen at the top of the key where it's Brandon Ingram pick and roll and just pulls up. Oh my god, dude, that is like it doesn't work. Like, why do you Stan doesn't make those adjustments? He needs to see like, oh, it's not working. Let's not run it. Runs it again for the next play. Like, it just throws in a lineup of Jackson Hayes, Zion, JJ who can't shoot anymore. My JJ, I I, I've noticed this. It's kind of sad, but like I've noticed guys that we've watched like for most of our childhood, they're just. You can just tell, like, they're just washed now. Like, I've kind of felt it with Drew Brees and then now J.J. Redick, too. Like, we've seen this dude his basically his whole career, and now he's just a shell of what he used to be. Yeah, it's sad yeah, to it's, see. It is sad to see. Um, yeah. Last team I want to talk about, though, are the Philadelphia 76ers, who were struck by COVID, but um, after that whole thing ended, they're back in the number one seed and the driver's seat in the East. I think they're, like, a game and a half above the Bucks. Right now, when the Bucks aren't looking great either. The Sixers right now look like the best team in the East. And I, I'm saying that they're better than the Nets right now at the moment. I don't know how, what the Nets would do later, but um, the Sixers right now, do you guys actually think the Sixers have a good shot, legitimate shot of getting to the finals? Is it and playing with the way he is right now? Yeah. I think they can. Yeah, he's, yeah. he's going full MVP mode right now. Uh he dropped 38 and 10 in like 30 minutes and then followed it with 42 and 10 in 30 minutes. Like this dude, when he's playing with that mentality, when he's playing like that, he's unstoppable. Um, I, it's just a matter of Ben Simmons, honestly. Um, That's very true. He, he needs to take a step forward. He needs to show some area of improvement in his offensive game for them to be a title contender, for them to possibly win the East. Because um, in the playoffs, teams are going to key in on Embiid and someone else is going to have to step up, and that has to be Ben Simmons. It's it's all up to him. 
because I know Embiid, he'll do his best. He'll show up. Um, but Simmons, we just don't know. It's a huge question mark. Some games he shoots like three times. Other games he's very aggressive, like he was in that Celtics game. Had 11 in the fourth quarter. Looked really dominant. But it's just it just comes and goes with his aggression. So it's all it's it's all on Ben Simmons, I believe. Yeah, that team is just built different, man. They have Danny Green, who is he will hit threes or he missed them. And you got Seth Curry, who I think was one of the best additions in the offseason. Seth Curry is balling out this year, man. He is looking real nice. And this is exactly what they need. Cause when you had no shooters, they went from no shooters this year to having a bunch of shooters. Um Seth Curry, he's I mean, listen, uh, he's dating Doc Rivers' daughter, so you got to show off for uh, his coach every game, man. Or he, I think he's married to Doc Rivers' daughter. I'm tripping. Yeah, he is. He's yeah. married to Doc. Yeah, he's married to Doc Rivers' daughter. He's showing out every game, man. He's got to improve. He got to show off for his dad. Um, Y'all saw how he was doing Paul George last year. <laughs> yeah, exactly, bro. He's balling out this year. He's averaging 16 this year, man. 56 percent mm-hmm. from three. 56 percent from three, man. There's more than half that if he takes a three. There's he's that's just crazy. I mean, um, he's the Percentage-wise, I think he's the best in history, right? Uh, like a tick above Steph. So yeah, I that think boy so too. can shoot. You know, he is dirty, man. Tobias Harris is having a good year. Yeah. Tobias is balling out. You know, I I thought they made a mistake by getting rid of Jimmy, but I feel like it would be better with Tobias because I feel like Jimmy and Joel's uh, ego would end up cl- uh, clashing. Tobias, I think he knows his role. He's going to give you twenty a night right now too, and. Yeah, he's balling out. The Sixers, I think Doc Rivers, man, this this helps Doc Rivers' legacy so much more, bro. From what we saw in the Clippers yeah. last year, we, we were harping on Doc. We were like, yo, Doc is not the uh, answer. Well, no, nah, uh, he knows how to coach, man. He knows exactly – he knows what he's doing. Yeah, they just created that narrative. It just – the narrative was created because of some of their Paul players George, speaking Paul out. George Paul saying, George Paul George saying, in particular. Oh, man, he, doesn't, he doesn't know how to use me, bro. Oh, my God, dude. I'm so tired of this, man. Um, but yeah, I think the Sixers have a good shot of getting to the, the finals, which would be crazy. A Sixers Lakers finals would be pretty legendary. We got Embiid versus AD, that would be pretty tough. Yeah, um, but yeah, uh, I have a question for y'all. Um, are the are the Bucks we see this year just the same yes. old Bucks? <laughs> yes, 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 yeah. without a doubt, one thousand percent. Gotta go, bro. Please. I like the addition of Drew Holiday. I like the addition of Drew Holiday, but it just seems like Giannis is starting to plateau. There's nothing much. He, his three-pointer has not improved. He still can't shoot free throws. Chris Middleton's the same exact player. Um, come playoff time, he's going to get locked up again. I don't know by who, but he's going to get locked up again. Yeah. I, it just when, – whenever it's a close game, you just know that they're going to lose. They Even, like, they don't give it to Drew Holiday in those clutch situations where they need a bucket. They give it to Middleton – and he's just not it. Most most of the times he's not it. He did hit some nice shots against Dallas, um, and they won that game. But against Brooklyn, come on, it's it was Harden and KD in the clutch versus Middleton and Giannis. You're just not going to win that. And then against the Lakers, obviously Giannis fouled out. Had like nine turnovers. Couldn't make free throws at the end of the game as usual. I, I, you just can't win when you can't hit. It can't be good situationally. There's no way you can win the finals. Yeah, you know what? I think Giannis, he, there's nothing much he can get better at besides shooting threes and free throws right now. So, like at this point, you're gonna see the same Giannis for the until he gets in the shot. Like you're gonna expect everybody knows how to play against him now. It's been what five years, three, four years now that everybody's doing the same exact thing in the playoffs. Just build the wall. So Giannis, you know, I, I see him working on that shot. It just doesn't go in. So I don't know, man. Some dudes just aren't good for shooting. Who knows? He might be um, not bad at shooting. Like the media really just decides to do it. He makes like 30, 30. He's I'm like, he's like first place. I'll right take that. But like, you know, like the free throw. That's. In terms of just like shooting, you know how great where he gets like three, two or six. I'll take that. I'll take that from you. But the issue is the threes don't fall when he needs them to fall. That's the problem. He, we've seen a lot of his air balls come later in the games. A lot of his poor free throw shooting, it just gets worse at the end of the game. So that's what they're lacking. Because. Yep. 
It's just something I, they got to figure out. Yeah, so Giannis ends up choosing loyalty, and the, and the super team goes to Brooklyn. So <laughs> it's gonna be uh, it's gonna be a rough. I don't know what's gonna happen with Milwaukee going forward, but yeah, Giannis did is locked in Milwaukee for a while now. So he got a they got to get something, man. Mm-hmm. And he's only shooting thirty percent this year. Not even that bad, so. Yeah. I don't know if he. I don't think he'll get MVP this year. Just even though he is balling out this right. year, I don't think he'll get MVP just because the media wants to see somebody else get it. So I think it will be Embiid at the moment. Um, but yeah. Oh, Jokic, man. Jokic, oh, Jokic's been balling, balling bro. Jokic's been balling. I just don't know about Denver's. If Denver can get that far up in the standings to get into MVP conversation, because um, they're fifth right now. And Sixers, if they get that one seed, I think Embiid will have a good shot of winning MVP. Oh yeah, for sure. I, he's he's been. Absolutely balling. Um, I thought, I don't know. I just thought, like, he was going to be a lot of the same uh, and he wouldn't be able to play back-to-backs and stuff like that. But he, I think he's improved a lot. He's gotten a lot more efficient this season. Dude, he's so much more so, aggressive. He takes us in the paint every single time now. Exactly. I, I was so mad last year against the Celtics. They don't have any big men, and this dude was just pulling up for mid-range and taking so many threes. He wasn't going inside, so. If he keeps playing with this mentality, it's gonna be scary for the Nets for sure. And he's and taking the the and these threes that he, he's taking this year is much smarter. He's shooting forty percent from three this year. Like he's not a slack when he comes to shooting threes. Last year he was. I mean, it's a jump. It's a seven percent jump. So, and uh, is balling out this year. He's everything's actually up this year. Stats, steals, blocks, assists, or assists and rebounds are the same. But three point field goal percentage, points, everything's up this year. So. I don't know if it's a credit to Doc or just Embiid's mentality. So, uh, who knows? We will see, though. As long as he can stay healthy, I think he's going to be a good luck MVP at the moment. Mm-hmm. It's nice to see some bigs uh, cooking. Yes, sir. You know, at the top of the MVP charts. Yes, sir. Jokic is also balling out. We got Embiid. Um, it's a great year, man. It's a great year. Can't wait for it. Uh, with all this being said, this is going to wrap up our show. Thank you, Kenny and Shrey for being on the show and uh yeah we will see you guys next week for our super bowl predictions can't wait can't wait all right man thank you guys